The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by HubSpot. Imagine growing a business with high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, and wildly happy customers. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. LinkedIn presents... Welcome to the Brown Tabletop. I am DC Marshall, founder and CEO of diverseandengaged.com. I am a LinkedIn top voice and a DEI thought leader, and I'm here with my co-host, Mita. Hey there, Mita. Hey there, DC Marshall. I'm Mita Malik. I'm a LinkedIn top voice, a business leader, a mom, and now an author. My new book, Reimagine Inclusion, Debunking 13 Myths to Transform Your Workplace, is available on Amazon to pre-order right now. And if you are new to the show, Mita and I, we started Brown Table Talk as a place to spill the tea on the hard truths women of color face in their workplaces. From my perspective as a Black woman and from Mita, her view as a South Asian woman, here's how this happens. At the table, we unpack it all. We don't leave any juicy details out. And then we share tips on not only how to survive, but how do you thrive in organizations wherever you are? So, Mita, what are we talking about on today's show? Oh, friend, I saved another good one for you. So you have probably heard D say this before. We've sacrificed our friendship for this podcast. We save everything for the podcast, all of the juicy details you are hearing live. So here's an article I read in BBC, and this is what we're going to be talking about today. How to spot love bombing when companies come on too strong. How to spot love bombing when companies come on too strong. We're going to share some stories, spill some tea, leave some tips. I, you all can't see, but Dee's about to fall out of her chair. I am. I am. Another one, another term that you have found another. that you want to talk about today. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know what? I guess... I don't know. I guess I people are giving language and shape and I guess expressing themselves. But I don't know. Again, you 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 know where I start. I always, you know, want to know who did it come from? Which side of the table did it come from inside of the corporation or outside of the corporation? And I am more lenient and or I would say accepting of when Gen Pop redefines and yeah. and reestablishes. Yeah. I really am. I'm accepting, even if I don't particularly care for it, I'm like, nope, let, you know, let Gen Pop, let us own and label and language how we are feeling and what we want for ourselves. It's when it comes from inside of the organization, it's always a, a bit of a, it's not as easy for me to accept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, all right, well, let's talk about it. Let me tell you where the term comes from. Again, this is a BBC piece, love bombing right? It's generally associated with dating. Okay, so back in the day when I used to, I love clubbing and dancing, right? And he's like, okay, but you know, you might meet someone once and then he's, hey, beautiful, hey, gorgeous, like like, texting you, calling you. You're like, I only met you once in the dark and the club was about to close and I don't think you saw me very well and I didn't see you very well. So where is all this like, love coming from 
right? Like yeah. grand gestures, a lot of praise. And then all of a sudden you feel, you might actually feel indebted to the person or you might just feel like, oh, this is too much. But it's it's also applicable to, to companies and our relationship with their workplaces. So this has happened to me years ago, got get called from like a big financial institution, won't name them. And they are just, they seem obsessed with me. They're following me on LinkedIn. They're reading my HBR pieces. They're dropping me love notes. The recruiter, we think this would be a great role for you. I'm like, yeah, I'm not interested. We rescope the role. Would you meet with this person? We think, I mean, they're just like, and so they just keep showering the praise, praise, praise. I end up going through eight rounds of interviews. And during the eight rounds of interviews, that's like this prolonged process, they keep sending me love notes along the way. Oh, you met with D. I heard great things. D loved your conversation. Oh, you met with Stephanie. Stephanie was singing your praises. I mean, okay. And then, are you ready? Oh, God. I hate this, the way this is ending. I hate it. I, I think I already, I think you told me about this. This is a long, long time ago. Go. I never hear from them again. Bye-bye. I never hear from them again. Three months go by. Well, where'd all that love for me go? I thought you loved me. I thought you were fun. Disappeared. Do you know what I did? What'd you do? I didn't actually, I had the recruiter's email, right? I did not have the hiring manager's email, that the executive. I went through my network, got the email, and wrote to DC Marshall. And I said, hi, DC I said, hi, DC Marshall. I hope you're doing well. It's been a few months since we connected. From my end, I would really appreciate some feedback on how you felt the process went since I know your team and I, as a candidate, invested a lot of time into this process. I wish you all the best. This woman wrote me. They wrote me back right away mortified. They couldn't believe that nobody had closed the loop. Because it's the, you know, budgets get cut. There, There's always a reason, and I respect the reason. Just don't ghost. Yes. Just tell the people, especially if yes. you've been love bombing. If you've been right. telling me how amazing right. I am, and then you just right. disappear, you're like, what? Yeah, but I was, like, not going to let that go. So I found the email, and I wrote to them. And I was just like, like you said, just would love some feedback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she had no idea that you did not get a call. You know? Did not. Okay. Okay. I have thoughts. Now, did they go, did, did, well, we don't know if they went with another candidate or if the role just was, was cut. We don't know. I think that the role was cut and then rescoped to something at a lower level. I noticed that like months later. Yeah. Okay. So, and then the love bombing, however. And this was like right around the pandemic. So height of the, everything was, in, yeah. you know, like, yeah, yeah. Markets up and down. Yeah. People losing their jobs. So it was a, it was like a job okay. elimination that, or job goes on hold. Right. Something like that. OK. OK. Because the love bombing was coming from the recruiter, from the executive search firm, not inside the firm. Right. No, this actually wasn't. This was an inside the firm one. This recruiter. Oh, she. But oh, the recruiter was inside. Because why was she giving salesy sales sales? I'm getting this sale. <laughs> Well, because she's probably trying to close. I mean, a lot of the recruiters, particularly intern inside organizations, feel a lot of pressure, right? Okay. Are also, oh, okay. And there are a lot of big companies where they have executive recruiting functions. Like this recruiter's job is only to hire executives, right? Okay. 
So they can also, it is, they actually can sometimes function almost like a search firm, but internally, if that makes sense. Well, it felt like it. It felt like it was giving, she's trying to sell it. She's trying to get this, get this a really big win for the client, but because it was internal. Okay. So then just the pressure of delivering internal. um, Yeah. I don't know. I just think that's really um, interesting. She sound sounded like she's trying to, I, I don't know, either a cross between really wanting you to have the opportunity and wanting to do well. Like her success was really, it it was it was connected to the success Absolutely. of the candidate in the role. And so, you know, that's some of it, I think. And then the other part of it is, I don't know, is it, let me see. What do I want to say about the other side of this and what showed up for me in in loving, loving, loving? I, I, I'm going to go back to just wanting to get the sale, even if it was an internal sale. And knowing that, you know, it would be a win and a feather in her cap. If she in her did cap. a placement, yes. feather in her cap for a high place, a high level placement. Um, I think, but here's one thing that you said in the language sometimes is, um, I don't know how I feel about it but oh this would be a great role for you I know it's a nuance I don't know but sometimes when I hear that I don't know it, it just uh it makes versus me- you would be great for this role right versus that right. you would be an incredible addition to the team you and your right. expertise and background there versus this role. There you go. Yes. There's something. This would be a great role. Something about. No, there's about the power, that. privilege, and dynamics that we always talk about. At the That's what it is. The, the dynamics of power and privilege. What's interesting about this article, you know, one of the things that goes on to say, and you've talked about this, I wanted to bring this up, is that, you know, I think it's a, it's a strange market right now. There are a lot of layoffs still happening. We're thinking about all of you and please go back to some of our episodes. We talk about how your next job is out there waiting for you. We know it's a tough market. Yep. There's also a lot of jobs open, too. It's interesting, right? There's an interesting dynamic in the marketplace where there are also still jobs open and still companies that are having trouble filling what they would define as like hard to fill roles. And so companies and recruiters who are the ambassadors of the companies want to show off their best self, relentlessly positive, right? But imagine, imagine this true story, not my story, someone else's. You show up for a high-level job. You show up. There are crumbs on your desk. <laughs> Cable, wait. Cable's not working. Wi-Fi's not working. Your laptop hasn't been set up. No one takes you out for lunch. True story. Not mine, but someone else's. Yeah, woman of color, executive, shows up. So imagine how this person has been courted for this role. And then you walk in and you're like, what? And you've talked about this. Reporting lines changing budgets all of a sudden gone direct reports gone it was like rug was pulled out from under you here i am as with yes i'm selling you dc marshall this is the most amazing job for you job for you i think this will be good for you and then you come in and you're like wait there's crumbs on my desk where's my wi-fi where's the admin why no one could take me out to lunch on my first day what and then you're like, oh, sorry, that actually the headcount's frozen. You actually can't hire, and we had budget cuts. I mean, this is, please, anyone listening, just don't do that to anybody. I don't know why yeah. that continues to still happen. Yeah, Promises and of back from home, remote flexibility, right. all these, you know, all yeah. of a sudden all the stuff that you were promised in the interview process. 
Yeah, because it's like, what do you do about that? I, I, what do you I, do about that? We too have had too many calls of D, I mean clients. So like the owner and the executive sponsor within the organization, they're in a role and they believe they were going to be promoted or, in, you know, an increase or in place promotion or something and, and then it doesn't happen. And so then I get the call, D, can I call you offline? <laughs> It's not funny, but um, you get to a lot of calls like that. Yeah, fortunate. It, but I but do. I, I really do. Yeah, I think there's a distinction. What you're saying, really interesting. You can be the recipient of love bombing internally. I mean, how many times have I been told, "Oh, you're up for the VP job. It's yours. It's yours. It's yours." Mita, everybody's rooting for you. Never happens, right? And you move on. But they keep saying that to you to make sure you stay. They keep saying all the right yeah. things, but there's no action. So there's that kind of love bombing. But then there's the piece of like, I left company A to come to company B on a set of promises. And I show up and within the first week, it's clear that none of those things that the employer promised me are being delivered on. What do you do then, D? How do you yeah. even approach that conversation when all of the things that you've talked about that matter, budget, title, Reporting line, PL, budget. Oh, sorry. Whoops. Yeah, I know. You know, it's really, it's really a hard one. I think you just have to be prepared for mm-hmm. I think you have to demand for what you want or or hold space for that. And and you have to ask. I think you have to challenge it, right? But then you have to be prepared for if it doesn't, it doesn't happen. What are you gonna do? I had a client whose pension or what was it? Retire- I think it was, no, whatever it was, there was something within the compensation package promised. But when she got there, they're like, oh yeah, no, we don't do that. Yeah, and it was something. <laughs> Look, it's your face. And I, I I, mean, it was, it was bad. It was, yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't do that here. You don't do that? Yeah. But here's the I'll- thing, you've taught me this, love bombing. Love bombing, it better be in writing. I want the written love note. You love me so much, I want it in writing. I want the pension, the whatever. I want it in writing so that when I start, I have evidence. It wasn't you whispered it in my ear. Yeah. Love you so much. You're like, no, no, I have it in writing. This is what we agreed to. This is the content. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing, new currencies come and go, decades of savings lost in days, all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life, a promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, and so many tools to keep track of. Doing business can be hard, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot. Their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this. Higher quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Tracked. Yeah. Yep. I th- so I think you have to, I think the bottom line is you just have to address it. You have to ask. You have to really, you know, go back and say, here's, so wherever the negotiating line was, 
I think I think in a certain window, that's an HR conversation in a certain window. Um, and then I think in their certain window, that's your direct reporting. But when with the, when you're within a short window um, of time and you just accepted a deal that was yes. negotiated there, I think you have to go back to wherever the negotiating line was. And then if you're already embedded within the organization and it's a promotion or a promise of, then you have to go back to the reporting line. Um, I think this is tricky because you have to have a direct conversation. I don't think allies um, would be privy to that level of detail to advocate on your behalf. And I think it even gets sticky if you, I, I don't know that that's the role of the ally because see, as a professional, you have to be able to stand up and speak up for yourself because you that's have to. your posture to. of a leader. Absolutely. So, because see, here's the deal. That's the posture of a leader. If I'm not a leader, let's just play this out. If I've been promised something and you didn't, uh, I'm I'm still waiting. I can't, You and I ask, I ask you, Mita, to go to Warren. Warren is our producer <laughs> behind the scenes, or Rich. They're going to look differently on me. It's going to immediately lower the mm. perception and the level of me because I'm not the person managing and holding the conversation. So, I mean, that's how I would res I would advise responding to love bomb, love, love, love you, love you, love you, let's get married. And now we're married. And dude, dude, you're not like delivering. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that there's two things that came up for me is one, as you said, as the individual, the professional, I meet a being love bombed, being promised all of this stuff by Warren, the recruiter. I need that. I needed that all in writing. I need all of it in writing. Yeah. Well, and yeah, then yeah. EC Marshall, who's the hiring manager, why don't you sit down with me and review all the things? Or I could ask yeah. for that meeting. You know, I always do this. Once I get an offer, I ask for more meetings. You always do. ask it, for more that, meetings. That's awesome. Did, you, did you put that in your new book? Did you put that No, I didn't. Book? I should have. Next book. That, that, yeah, that has to yeah. be. Okay. I, but seriously, you have to. So then I can cut out Warren, who's the recruiter, the intermediary. I can go to D directly and say, hey, I'm really excited about this offer. Just have loved this process. I'd love to sit down one more time with you and review the details. Because then I'm going to really figure out what D is really ready to put into writing and what was just part of the courtship that she that she she brought me in. And right. she's like, oh, sorry, actually, I'm not going to do yeah. A, B, and C, yeah. but I can do X, Y, and Z. And that's where the yeah. negotiation starts. But do you, you know, in this market, would you be suspicious about love bombing? And let me share the story. I, let me share the story, D. It was on LinkedIn. I won't share who posted it. It was public. But a woman of color said that she was asked to join a very prestigious university board, and she was really excited. And she went to one of the first meetings and a dinner and she walked in and realized uh, everyone who, who was there on this board was, um, an, as she identified, an older white man. She was a woman of color. And she chose not to take the opportunity because she felt like she had to say no and draw boundaries. She just didn't want to have to expend the emotional, mental energy justifying why she had been invited to be there. So do you think we... Our brown table talk listeners, we black women, brown women should be more suspicious about love bombing. A hundred percent, a hundred percent be more suspicious because we are an attractive option. Uh, I know somebody's going to be like, I know she didn't just say that. I, I did. 
right? Because one, let me back up. We are, we do good work. We're smart and intelligent and we are innovative and we are trendsetters, culture leaders, gatekeepers. And so one, there's value already there at a base level. Yes. But, right. But on top of that, as a woman and a woman of color, we are a value add to fill a gap that currently exists. Mm -hmm. And so that's often why, 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 why there may be a pursuit or love bomb, love bombing. So we should absolutely be um, curious and investigate when we, you know, when there's an, a, a real aggressive courtship or we should chat. So, yeah. And then I'll give you the third um, part of that. I said, one, we're smart, we're intelligent, and we, you know, we, we bring the same, if not more, skills, competency, mm -hmm. KBJ, KBJ, Katanji, Brown. Just pull up the receipts, okay? Right? If you look at the scorecard, she was the most um, qualified. And so because we do, mm -hmm. we do that, but then because we add another perspective. And so typically on that, in that case, there's an all white male board. Um, the value of that woman of color is that the cognitive diversity to be able to bring a different thought, a different perspective, a different network, a different um, access, vantage point. Everything is unique and it, it's additive. It's not duplicative because the board up until her, if the score of their combined competencies was 90 um, she comes in as a solo, she's going to add her 25 points. Absolutely. If she was a white male, they would just still have the same 90, if that makes sense. Um, but the third piece of this as to why we should think about it is because we are high value proposition. The moment the election or the moment a brown woman, a black brown woman was um, elected the vice president of these United States. So that is the third reason why we should think about this love bombing if we're being pursued oh this would be a great opportunity for you you should really consider this or we really want you here they really want you in some instances you're a placeholder a token uh only Ooh. while you serve you only serve the interests of the entity now i have a response as to when and why you might consider it but i'll pause there i'll Ooh. pause all right that sounds like another episode Ooh. Uh, tee that up Oof. All right. I'm going to sip my now, tea as we go. Do, go sip up. your tea and sip your tea. Sip your tea because here's what I do want to say. There are instances where you should consider it. So when you want to hear about that, ask me the question. I'll tell you when you should consider that. Okay. I'm going to, I'm just going to leave it there because that, that's okay. going to take us to another episode, but that's a hot topic. Mm, yeah. Why should, when you, oh yes, let's, let's write that down. When you should take the opportunity. Let's when you're the, the only Mm -hmm. when you're the only yes let's do it you heard it here first all right we're gonna head to our tips d d we're at the end i know you love these topics of all these new terms in the marketplace and how we're interrogating them. love bombing okay i do i do i do i do gonna head to the test yes 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 love them love them okay d if you can take us through one and two go for it all right, so I'll share here, and then I am going to show, share uh, the tips on browntabletalkpodcast.com. I'll share the notes. Uh, so number one is be curious. Absolutely, you should be curious, inquisitive um, to get 
insight as to why you are the subject of a love pursuit. Number two, as Mita says, get the offer and then you can just ask for another meeting. So entertain the offer that's on the table, but also ask for additional meetings to further vet the opportunity. All right. So Mita, number three is get it in writing. If you love love me so much, you're going to write it up for me. I want it in writing. I want it in a contract. I want all the things you're going to promise us if you love us that much. Get it in writing. Thank you to our community, Brown Table Talk. We love you. Thank you to the LinkedIn Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this conversation, please share it with someone who needs to hear it today. We would love for you to subscribe and review, and we will see you next time. Side effects of listening to Brown Table Talk may include allies unleashed, getting paid more, and a dose of badassery all the way around. More at www.browntabletalkpodcast.com. <laughs>